<laughs> Welcome to Burning Hell. I'm your host, Hannah Burner, and welcome to hell. Today, we have the masterminds behind the Instagram account, Comments by Celebs. They're basically modern-day paparazzi. They have almost one million followers on Instagram, but there's so much more. <laughs> They're also my friends. <laughs> I have Julie Kramer, and I have Emma Diamond. Welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for having we're us. We're so happy to be here. So happy. I'm also mad at you guys because you were late. i just spent 10 minutes telling them i wasn't mad at them that they came like five minutes late we were in football and panic mode but we made it here it's all that matters but i appreciate that you got stressed that you were late it's the thought that counts yeah it's the anxiety that counts thank you that's true it's all for you i like that do you guys get anxiety yeah i I mean you're jewish yeah we're jewish so (laughs) i think everyone does i i i'm it's rare to meet someone these days that doesn't have anxiety at least about one thing in their lives you know do you find that your anxieties increase since running a what? How many followers do you got right now? Like eight hundred thousand. We're about nine hundred seventeen. Okay, trying to get to a million by two thousand nineteen. That's so so, so exciting. <laughs> Thank you. So you guys graduated college. Mm-hmm. Where'd you guys go to school? Syracuse. We went both together. Syracuse. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Where are you from originally? I'm from Jersey. Uh huh. I'm from Connecticut. I love this like East Coast vibe we have right now. <laughs> it's funny because after college, people are like. What are you going to do? What are you going to do to be successful? You guys have the dream. As in, you finished college and this thing just organically happened with your best friend, this Instagram account. But is it also like, be careful what you wish for? I mean, yeah, in a sense, you know, there's, I think anytime you start your own business, there's this pressure, right? Where it's like, it's up to you to make it versus when you're working for a company, of course you have to perform, but you're getting a salary Mm -hmm. and kind of the downfall is not on you. And in this particular situation, you know, it's on us whether we make it or not. So you definitely put a lot more pressure on yourself, I but think. But do you like that pressure as opposed to like you having to deal with your boss and their moods every day? Oh, yeah. I love it. I'm not at all complaining. Like I couldn't be happier. I, I never thought that I would have a typical nine to five job. So you kind of knew that deep down. I knew it. I mean, I was Julie graduated this year. Mm-hmm. So she really went. a baby. <laughs> He's a little baby. I really am. So she really went right into this versus me this is not my path. Like I was at Columbia. I thought I was going to be an executive coach. I was totally not. It's so funny that you wanted to be an executive coach. Did you feel like you had knowledge before experiencing like, what is, what the fuck is an executive coach? It sounds like a <laughs> consultant. I'm like, what do you guys have you, do? Have you ever seen Billions? Yeah. That she's time. an executive coach in it. The, yeah. the, the girl. Yeah. Yeah. So Wendy. Wendy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. So I was getting my master's in social work and I was working in the South Bronx, like totally different than executive coaching, but I always thought I would get this degree and then I would go into executive coaching kind of like my my dream is to be the therapist to a ceo oh my gosh i i could see you do that so how do you think that correlated with what you're doing now like is it two different sides of your brain or is it actually connected in certain ways there's connected because i think that in so many ways and julie and i talk about this all the time there's so much like interpersonal communication that goes into having this even just with the dms Mm -hmm. even meeting people you know you'd be surprised you'd be surprised at some of the deep conversations we've gotten into with celebrities over totally is there one that like kind of that you can talk about i don't i wish i'm sorry i know i I love that though it's so like it's so secretive it's so obnoxious of us to bring it up and then be like never mind kelly ripa tells us her deepest darkest (laughs) secrets every night before she goes to sleep (laughs) if only but i think it's funny that you have such a humorous account because you guys are hysterical both your individual instagrams crack me up thank you (laughs) but people don't 
like think about the kindness that matters like the people who have such incredible fans which i think you guys do it's because like you're creating a real community not based on ego not based on like being better than anyone because of followers you actually are connecting <laughs> no, but that's gonna cry. No, that's, right. that's really thank you that thank is you. Like, completely our goal and so to hear you acknowledge it is really nice i could tell your business women first thank you totally that is so how we want to be acknowledged and recognized so i really appreciate that i mean we even like you see on the account we don't really post ourselves people can be very judgmental immediately totally totally and i think in a good way and in a bad like yeah in, in, not necessarily like you want them bad. to love the account for the account first right. and julie wait how did you get involved because i know it was a, emma's original idea so i i was abroad at the time like I was in Tel Aviv and Emma texted me and was like, but this is after like a little bit of while of us sending these comments back and forth to each other because we had, we had all acknowledged it. Just like, and what, what is this what date? This is April, this was April 2017. Okay, so how long is that? A year, a year and Okay. And it'll, be two year and years, and it'll be two years in April. Oh my God. I know, crazy. And she was like, I'm going to make this Instagram account. You want to do it? And I was like, yeah, whatever. And she was like, no, no, seriously, like, it's going to be big. Why did you choose this girl? <laughs> no, I love her, but I'm saying, I got it. <laughs> like, there's so many people in the world. You probably have more than one friend. And yeah, there's, there's probably friends that are like funny as well. Totally. Why her? Not this funny. <laughs> I feel like. She's confident. That's, I like that. She is. No, it's one. It's one totally because of, of her, her sense of humor. We are always laughing and Julie's one of, definitely one of the funniest people I know but also because she's really smart and to me I have no patience to be working with with unintelligent people in terms of like if I'm building something I want to be building it with someone who's also you know on that same wavelength and we're she's quick like I needed mm -hmm. someone who was quick to a sense of mm -hmm. I can't if I can't do a caption I wanted someone to be able to do it you know and is on brand with you like I can't tell who's talking yeah and that's really important right you two are like aligned for sure. Thank you. We Very. definitely, and I think we've become more aligned the more we oh work totally. together. What's the worst part about having a partnership with one other person? You can yes. call each other out. We can start a cat fight right now if you want. No, I, I mean, honestly, thus far at least, we have had zero issues. But I think that the, honestly, and I can imagine if you're maybe in a situation where it's a business partner that isn't a good friend. And listen, yeah. there's, of course, a set of challenges that come with it being mm -hmm. a friend for other reasons. Yeah. But, but with, with, in our case, like we have such a deep level of, like respect and love for each other aside from this that we're it's really a really safe feeling because you know if something goes wrong like we've had both of us this year have had major personal things happen in our personal lives and mm -hmm. it was never a feeling of like we couldn't rely on the other one to do it because we knew that they would just be there and i that's, love that you can't yeah. pay for that well you know? yeah that safety and that trust is something that like you can't just create or like pay someone a lot of no, money no, no, to no. give you, you. no you not can't. at all Totally. What kind of stuff has happened in your personal lives that have affected the business or made it not ideal? Um, you know, I think in my sake, at least like just health related issues with mm -hmm. my family. Mm -hmm. um, and at that time, you know, as much as, of course, this business is my life and mm -hmm. I put everything that I have into it. Bottom line, like my parents come first. And if you follow Emma, <laughs> she has the most adorable dad in the world. And I think like the father-dad relationship is people are always like, oh, girls have daddy issues or, oh, I'm a daddy's girl. It's so much more complex than that. So much. And like your love for him and his love for you is so adorable. And he makes you laugh. And I could tell you make him laugh too. He, I mean, I, you guys <laughs> can see my beyond. face. There's no She's words. She's blushing. Because there's no words I could say. My, I know everybody loves their dad, but my dad seriously is the <laughs> kindest human being in the world. Like he's just the gentlest soul. And I just feel so lucky to be his daughter. I can't even. How does he feel about the business? 
he loves it. He's so excited. He came to LA with us. <gasps> and which is like a, per okay, this is a perfect example. I'm going to tell the story. About. Okay. Uh, so we were in LA and we had a million business meetings and it was really exciting, but also really high stress because, you know, when you're meeting, when you're there for a one week, every single day, you're basically packed and you have to be on every single day. Yeah. And my dad came with us and he rented a car and he was basically our driver. And one night we were going, we actually were going to Katsuya because they had made a comments by celebs role. Cool. And which is so cool. And like we were <laughs> so, so excited. Cool. And we decided to stop first at the dispensary, obviously, because Julie and I are very vocal about our love for marijuana. <laughs> we were in California, like it's legal. Um, and we go in anyway, my dad like walked out first and I wa we walked out and he passed out on the on the <gasps> concrete. And like my dad's had two heart attacks. It's like a major oh, no. I have serious PTSD from them. So yeah. when I saw him pass out, I obviously thought he was having a heart attack. I freaked out, whatever. And we ended up having to um go to the hospital, I spent the whole night and the whole next day. But my point is that I had no doubt that Julie was gonna take control of the account the entire, you know, like I was in the hospital with my dad. She was bringing me Neutrogena makeup wipes to take my makeup off. Like her is, you know what I mean? And that doesn't happen with anyone. She's like family. She's a ride or die. She's a family. She's yeah. a ride or fucking die. And it's crazy because I think back then, like baby boomers and other generations had that corporate ladder where it was very like cutthroat. Right. Where like I think this generation of especially millennial women are mm -hmm. starting to understand like, hey, together we can do totally. great things. And it's so beautiful that you two have realized like, like your company would have been great just you, but it's even better with her. Oh my God. <laughs> I have to agree. <laughs> She's getting all the compliments today. I, I know. It. I haven't said a word. I, just, I know. She's just like, yeah, yeah. She has her glasses on. Looks very smart. Kind of intimidating me, to be honest. <laughs> I could compliment Julie all day. I couldn't speak more highly of her. Like, I love that. I could compliment Emma as well. I wanted to talk a little more about why do you guys smoke weed? Are you high right now? No, no, no. Are you sure? She looks a little high. I know. I, I do. High. I always look high. It's like my face. We've never done the podcast high, have we? One time it was a residual high. Oh my god! Did it yeah. go bad? We did edible. No, we did edibles the night before, and it was a, it was like a hangover. I thought, um, it, I thought it went well actually. I don't even maybe remember it was because you were high. It's, yeah, I don't even remember. <laughs> it's like writing an essay when you're really tired in college and being like, "This is." Genius. Or also really high in college. <laughs> really high, and then waking up and being like, "Did I forget what periods were?" Right. <laughs> right. Because there's no periods in this, and I'm gonna fail <laughs> always. Why do we, Why do you smoke? Why? I don't know. I, you know, I'll say. I don't think I think a lot of people do it as like a means to cope with their anxiety, which, yeah. which I've seen from it definitely works. Mm -hmm. For me, it was never that it was always more so I just enjoyed it. I'm not a big drinker at all. Like alcohol doesn't agree with well with my body. I'm the same. I'm an eater. I'm Italian. Well, I, I mean, want to eat. Yeah, <laughs> that too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> um, and so weed is just so fun. We just laugh. We love we to laugh. laugh so you come much. up with good ideas. Amazing oh my god! I feel like the betches were high when they came up with betches for sure. <laughs> they had to have been. They like oh my god! Too. Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't they? <laughs> but it's funny because your account isn't something that you guys can like take a two-hour nap. Like, explain what goes into day-to-day -day upkeeping this account. Just so you know, I definitely take multiple <laughs> two-hour naps in a day. <laughs> I love that though, because also past generations are like you gotta hustle you gotta wake up at 5 a.m and millennials are like self fucking care i need the mental health and energy to kill it at my business and if that takes a couple naps and a couple edibles that it takes it so be it <laughs> totally so what is your typical day well that's our big joke also is that like emma will take the morning shift and i'll take the night shift. i love that <laughs> i love that it's so funny it's true because let me give you an overview and then julie will get more in depth love too. this 
Look at this partnership already. <laughs> I love how it. you guys work. She's <laughs> like, I'll take the beginning shift. You take the next shift. <laughs> I wake up a lot earlier than Julie just by nature. Like, I'll wake up at 7 a.m. Jealous. <laughs> and I she read... does stuff in the morning. Like, she goes to Pilates and like... It's, I don't trust you anymore. Yeah, it's That's ridiculous. Like my, my REM sleep is at seven a.m. Ridiculous. First off, Julie, it, it, without being awoken, like she could easily sleep till one, two. I just wasn't built like that. I She's a growing girl. Yeah, right. I, <laughs> I need my energy. I'm like hibernating for the winter right now. <laughs> it is the winter already. So okay. yeah, <laughs> she's a hybrid. That's an excuse. She's all hibernating year round. all year. Exactly. Like, I'm, just, I'm a bear. Like she's reserving life. her energy for the apocalypse. Right. right. Of course. Naturally. So you wake up at an so ungodly up hour. Yeah. And I, oh, the first thing we always have to do every single day is check the DMs because we rely so heavily on our followers to send us comments when we first started the account we were living in the comment section and now not that we don't obviously but we rely a lot on the followers that makes me so happy because i was like are these bitches seriously like just scrolling comments all day long no the dms must be amazing i mean they're incredible there's no way that we could maintain the forget about the account maintain the business aspect and the brand aspect if we were still living in the comments the way yeah. we used to because we we couldn't be we couldn't even be doing booking the podcast yeah you yeah know what i mean like, and also it only highlights like two celebs in the comments if you're scrolling and like you guys need more than that right and you want those like low-key ones that people can't just see that's what makes your account better than just than me just scrolling down my instagram right exactly um so we're you know that's the first thing and then throughout the day like we always say we always wish that there was a more efficient way to explain what we do because you would think there's two of us okay mm-hmm. we'll split up but it's not we're both logged into the account mm-hmm. we're like oh did you see the one we just got do you think we should do it like mm-hmm. explain the ariana it's, grande it's one it's constant i don't even remember what happened she was high <laughs> no i wasn't high i swear i wasn't high i don't think i was i'll start to explain it, then you'll remember it. we got this funny john it was a john mayer paris jackson and rita ora commented mm-hmm. on diplo's picture mm-hmm. and it was funny it wasn't news breaking, but it was just funny. And yeah. we wanted to post it at the same time we got in Ariana clarifying yeah. that, that she wasn't dating Ricky Alvarez. That's his name, Her right? His yeah. Boyfriend. yeah. So then it was just like, it was just like, which one do we post now? Which one goes in the roundup? Which one can be first in the roundup and forfeited for the sake of. Yeah. Yeah. And would right? you ever just post two? Like at once? Yeah. We, yeah, we I have. Mean, we have. Mm-hmm. It was just like, we know that this is probably going to break news and we know that Diplo is. How many analytics do you guys use or just do you use your gut? I would say 99.9% our gut. Love oh, yeah. I love that because your gut is different than other people's guts, which right. makes it unique. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is very true. I mean, I think you feel that way about your own personal brand as well. 100%. I posted me um, eating a hot dog. I saw it. <laughs> and I have this joke of like, you know how you feel uncomfortable eating a hot dog or banana in front of straight guys? Yeah. But it's never like talked about. So I do this thing. It's like how to eat it. And it's like me aggressively biting it like a psycho. Right. And I posted it and I lost like 50 followers. And I was like, you know what? I don't care because right. I actually like real. This is me. So I'd rather lose it and then like gain them later than take it down. And as you do that, you almost like clear the people that aren't in it for you. Like right. what they liked one of my fart tweets once. Okay. Like you're not going to listen to my podcast or like, right. or like watch my videos. So I kind of, yeah, I go with my gut. But if something I'm like half ass in and then people, I lose some followers from it, I'll take it out. Right. Do you guys ever delete when things aren't doing well? Very rarely. Well, no. well, very rarely we tweet when it's not doing well. If it's like something that's like we did it and it's people are angry about it, mm-hmm. then we'll put more yeah. time into Yeah, you don't it. know what will trigger people and sometimes. Oh, my God. We got, for example, last night 50 Cent commented on Cardi's video mm-hmm. saying like, you know, cute outfit, but come on, Cardi, like don't get that divorce. Get back with him. He misses you about Offset. It was something like that, mm-hmm. obviously. And it was funny in the sense of like, 
50 Cent is out here giving Cardi B <laughs> marriage advice on Instagram. That just is funny. But you know that if we post, and we were saying it solely from the sense, we wanted to make the caption something like 50 Cent marriage counselor, like yeah. whatever. Meanwhile, we knew people were going to be like, how could you even condone this? He cheated on her. Obviously, we don't support offset cheating on Cardi. Yeah, you're not condoning ha- anything. We you're just laughing. know. We've gotten to know like what they're going to react to okay. for the most part. And then so sometimes true. they really catch us off guard. And- mm. Or sometimes like a couple people comment and it like other people will read it and get on board with them. It takes like a couple strong comments. Yeah, I, I really understand. It's incredibly frustrating. Especially- you have to disconnect. Yeah, especially because we make such a conscious effort to not be, you know, to be sensitive across all like across in every single light do you it's, it's really hard when people don't get your sense of humor because you like be, especially because we get each other's sense of humor mm-hmm. so well that like when, once you step outside the circle it's so frustrating when people don't have that same like you're right and also there's a difference between when you can like say a joke to someone's face and give a smile and say it in your like tone versus right. the caption do you agree that it's gotten to the point that i think we're in a little bit of a bubble where like there's so many fashion bloggers that do the same shit that I think brands are going to start being like, if you're not like really, really big, it's not actually helping us that much. Right. I don't know. It's, there's going to be changes, I think, in the I monetization agree. of influencers. I agree. I agree. Like I, we used to click on stuff more, I feel like. Well, now you're right. It's become so, our feeds have become so fat- saturated with certain things which yeah. is why for us it's like when we do ads which we haven't done too many on our actual page at mm-hmm. all but in the future like some of the ones we're building they're creative yes you know like one of the ones I talked yes. to you about yeah. yes uh-huh i see you girl <laughs> um not to get dark but do you guys have like a fear with the account like what's your biggest fear um and i love i said not to get dark but to get dark <laughs> we're in hell after all i know i forgot it's so bright in here i forgot <laughs> <laughs> it's the morning feels like home <laughs> okay let me say, I think the reason that we're both having a hard time coming up with something immediately is because we spent, I'm, I'm much more spiritual than Julie. And I always say we have, right. Yeah. It's ridiculous. (laughs) And I always say we have to manifest what we want. So we spend so much time talking about our goals and what we're excited for that. We never really talk about our fears. Yeah. I'm going to cry. That was so beautiful. (laughs) It's actually a thing. If you if you fill your brain with positive like images of what you want in the future versus filling it with fears of the future, you live differently. I mean, completely. Why do you think you're so young and already have that mindset? I think because of my mom. She just really instilled a lot of that in me. She was like a very, a very positive light. And, and, you know, it, it's also think about when you meet, think about in your life, the people that you've met. I would be willing to bet nine out of 10 times the people that you like the most are the people that you feel good when you're around because Mm -hmm. you feel like they're exuding positivity. Nobody wants to be around a negative person. No. And it's really hard to not be negative when you're thinking negatively. Yeah. So it's a lot. Negativity spreads like a virus. Fucking wildfire, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's like, if you're uh, thinking (laughs) negative, then like you're going to be doing negative. It's like, uh, I learned this thing in tennis. Your brain doesn't process negatives. So if I'm about to serve, and I'm thinking, don't double fault, don't double fault. My brain just hears double fault and I'll double fault. Right. But if you're just out there and you're like, I'm going to hit an ace, I'm going to hit an ace. It's just like ace, ace, ace. So it's, it's, I like to give sports analogies because yeah. that's what I grew up with. But it's the same thing. If you're constantly thinking of the future, you literally don't have time for fear. Mm-hmm. Julie, right. what, are, what are you thinking? I don't, I don't know. I feel, like, I feel like there isn't a ton of fear with it mm-hmm. right now. I mean, listen, if Instagram shut down tomorrow, we'd have some big issues, yeah. but I don't know. I don't. <laughs> have you been thinking of like, 
if there is a new platform that comes out, how you would you jump on it and just like start getting involved? Or you're pretty confident in Instagram right now? I feel confident in Instagram. I feel confident in Instagram 100%. That's not to say that we are not going to expand to other platforms because we definitely are. But it's where we started and it's where our, our core will always be. So it's time to play a game. Let's do it. Love fun. Games. And it's called Instamosity. Instamosity. Okay, I'm interested in what you think because you heard. I heard that celebs will reach out to you too. I don't mean this in a negative way, but like, who's a really like funny, thirsty celeb that loves to be on the page? I think. Let me clarify. I'm not saying he's thirsty. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. I, but I think that someone who really gets behind it and like loves it is Gus Kenworthy. I was gonna yeah. say that. Oh my god, he's so hot. He's first off he's him so and hot. his and his boyfriend. Yeah. I would have hot. a reason with them. Just followed. I know his boyfriend <gasps> just followed us, and we were like. <laughs> he's really funny too he, yeah they're funny and that he gets it and he's on it and it, it's really fun so he's obviously like one of the most athletic people in the world he's gorgeous and he's funny like what the, he's the kind of guy i want on the podcast to be like what keeps you up at night motherfucker because you're perfect yeah you should right. have him on yeah i'll just i'll dm him <laughs> <laughs> um wait i love that and you like his stuff he's on brand yeah oh my so god totally like did brand. you see the one he posted the funniest picture of or no his boyfriend posted a picture of them in bed and uh the boyfriend made oh, the yeah, caption like great. it was somebody's boyfriend made the caption like i don't even know who took this picture and he commented like yo at zach afron did you take it on your way out <laughs> i love that yeah, it was funny i love when a couple like really gets each other's humor and you work off each other totally that's some fucking chemistry right there mm-hmm. number two do you guys have any accounts that you envy on instagram what yeah, I have one. Hmm. Nori's Black Book. Have you seen that? It's no. the It's like, it's <gasps> so good. It's all from like Northwest point of view, and they, <gasps> she just breaks down everything, and it's so hilarious. Wait, that's hysterical. How do I not know that? I you have to look it up. You will. You're die. aging me. I feel like I'm I, the grandma. It's like, what's the cool kids looking at? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 27. I'm not that old, but like, you're making me feel old. Um, I love that because it's Kardashian. So good. Who do you do you know the person who runs it? No, I don't know who it is. I love that. She's anonymous. Yeah. What is the Instagram handle so people can follow? Nori's Black Book. Nori's Black Book. I love it. Lastly, now get dark again because it's where I like to be. What triggers you on Instagram to make you feel depressed when you're scrolling? Like a negative energy. I think that, uh, you know, something we had to train ourselves to, and I do not think this was conscious. We never actually spoke about it, but as part of the deal of this account, we know that we're spending a ridiculous amount of time on Instagram, way more than your average person. And as a result of that, you are seeing things all day that maybe you wouldn't want to be seeing. Yeah. Whether that's... It's an influx of so much content. It's an influx of so much content. Whether that's you're having, you're feeling, you know, not feeling the best about yourself and you see a girl with like a killer body or mm-hmm. whether you are like, I'm, I'm not speaking necessarily from my perspective. I'm just saying like, these are things like you're feeling bad about your relationship and you see a really happy couple and it can go... Or you like hate your you. job and someone's just like chilling on an island making money off Instagram right. and you're like, I'm going to go fuck myself. All of those types of things. I personally have made a conscious effort to say like, okay, if I'm going to be spending this much time here, I need to filter this out of my brain somehow. And I genuinely try to not get affected. Like I, if I find myself getting affected, I say to myself, no, you're not falling into this trap. Like I, I have, And I have the conversation. It's something I talked about with my therapist because it's, it's, nor- it's so normal. How yeah. could you not? Yeah. We're human beings. You yes. Know? Like, don't get mad at yourself for getting those feelings, but then like don't trust them don't be like oh now i have to go into dark hole because my brain thought that right. it's like no your brain just having a reaction you don't have to hate yourself because you saw a girl that like you envy her butt or something right right and also you know recognizing that ev- what we see on instagram 
is just like the, I know everybody says it, but the more you read about it and stuff, it's just not real. Like it is, there's just no way. And like recognizing that, think about it like this. If you have 25 negative days and two positive days, you are most likely going to post on Instagram about the positive days. No one's going to post when they're like depressed in their bed and mm-hmm. they can't stop eating ice cream. They're going to post when they're on vacation in St. Bart's with mm-hmm. a gorgeous view because that's normal. But you have to think just because they're posting, think about everything they're not. Mm-hmm. And we only see the everybody else is like hyper positive, which is why celebrities that are vulnerable and are honest about their struggles really get so well respected because it's like, wow, I connected with that. Who's a celebrity that recently helped you feel good about that? Like this is not, it wasn't that I have the same issue, but Sarah Hyland recently came out about her health struggles and she's had, she's 27 years old. She's had 16 surgeries before the time she was 27. I had no idea. Yeah. It's crazy. She has, um, she had kidney failure. Her uh, dad gave her a kidney and then her brother and so she's affected her family she's, so that was one of the things she said she's like you know when, when you when you have a family member give you a kidney and it fails you feel like you are a failure and it was so like emotional listening oh. to her talk and she showed her scars she took and you know you think sarah highland she's most bubbly gorgeous, amazing, gorgeous yeah. confident and like she to me it's like oh my god her, she has a beautiful body and she she took off her shirt and showed how she her her insecurities about her own body that like i never would think I don't look at her. And, and then think you that. think of times that you've looked at her and been like, she's perfect. And you realize, oh, my brain is playing tricks on me. Right. Right. And she, and it was just so good for her. It was so good for her. Like she got, she got so open about the fact that she was actually like contemplating suicide during all this going on because she felt like she was such a burden for so many years. And you know, the worst thing is when they keep it a secret, I'm like getting chills, but when you keep it a secret, it becomes bigger. Like you have this big secret that, but when she probably feels amazing that she let it out and people right. like, are accepting her so much. Totally. It's like coming out of the closet with something. Completely. And I think the way millennials aren't fucked is us consciously like talking about it like this and being like, as long as we know shit is not real, it's a highlight reel. Right. And we can enjoy each other's highlight reels, but don't let it fuck with your head. Yeah. And you have to consciously tell yourself that constantly, right? Totally. You guys are so, you probably give us all time, but you are very mature for your age. <laughs> Thank you. you are you are because 20 to 25 i'm still in the thick of it like your 20s i think are terrible but like 20 to 25 like I, I was lost how old are you 27 oh really yeah how old do you think i am i thought you were like our age honestly yeah thanks i have a young vibe about yeah me. yeah no, you, you do, do. <laughs> you do <laughs> well i have like a sil- i like to keep i always try to be like the hannah that i was when i was seven I like that. Like, it sounds crazy, but I've had dark times and my mom's been like, I miss little Hannah. Like, why are you trying to be so serious? Or why are you trying to be so, like, not yourself? Right. My mom used to go to this Chinese healer and he used to tell her that it should be everybody's goal to live like a kid in the sense that when you are so youthful, it's, it's almost like you're living in bliss and you don't take in any of the negativities and... Of course, it's unrealistic as you get older because there's taxes and there's real life stuff. But mm-hmm. being able to maintain that kid mentality as much as you can is yeah. like, yeah. I heard someone talk about that. Like, I want my kids to live like a happy childhood, like I did. And it's like, well, you don't act like it's dead. You're mm-hmm. still that person. You still have that heart. Right. I mean, obviously, we're jaded as fuck by the time we get 27. But you're st- you still have to find that little girl who's not jaded yeah, and have yeah. those moments. Um, Julie, why are you less spiritual, or what what do you do to cope? I don't know. what do you think i think just in general our personalities are different in the sense that like i am much more open and in touch with my emotions than Mm -hmm. julie is admittedly so it's like a yeah yeah, it's like a thing but she probably helps you i was also brought up in the sense of like 
everything was so talked about it's and I was great. an only child and it's really different when you're brought up as an only child because you're the only game in town my dad would always say that like and so <laughs> you everything any feeling that you have you just immediately talk about it mm-hmm. and so I as I got older like I took on that role that my parents took on with me with other people like I if someone if I can sense that someone's had I want to talk to them about it when I was young I didn't even know what I was suppressing yeah. Like, not that you have a ton of shit no, you're no, suppressing, no, but, like, no, she, you, she does. You probably, I mean, I'm not to project, but, like, I didn't even know the issues I had, and it took, like, a really bad breakup for me to, like, see a therapist, and they're like, it's not about the guy. Like, yeah. you didn't, you're not what having a bad plot anxiety. Twist. Let me tell guy. you a little secret. It's never about the guy. It's never about the guy. Yeah. Also, when my friends told me something really enlightening, she was like, if a guy ever makes you feel crazy, like, get out, because you're not crazy. Not right. only are you not crazy, when someone makes you feel crazy, what they're trying to do is they're trying to isolate you in your mind and like make you think it's you. And that is such a sign of, of like an abusive relationship. Yeah, because with the right person, you should actually feel at home and calm. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's what they always say. It's like the when you can be your complete authentic self, unfiltered, unapologetic, not even thinking before you speak, that's when you know. You know, <sighs> I was I, I was literally in a relationship where I would like still question like texts I would send. <gasps> And it was like how long a year wow. and it was like because he wasn't giving me that affirmation but he was telling me like i love you i love you so i started to feel crazy i'm like i'm sabotaging and then i realized like oh i've always wanted to impress my dad with tennis and like i put him on a pedestal and i was like doing the same with a guy who was wrong for me yeah so so i literally had to work through my tennis drama with my dad for me to like be at peace i mean it makes so much sense and i can totally relate not with that but certain things it always stems from childhood i mean let's be honest yeah yeah and that's why if you can like love that little girl and be that little girl yeah. that's where like the happiness comes because that little girl didn't like mean to it wasn't her nothing was your fault nothing was your fault, <laughs> nothing was your fault. it's ever like nothing was your fault and you right. also never meant anything most kids i mean i'm speaking and generally. even your parents like they didn't mean to do anything like my dad just like was obsessed with my tennis and we like had so many highs and lows together and I had to learn how to like understand that completely once you recognize and it's not true for everyone because everybody isn't like this but that most people don't have malicious intent like they're they're they have a lot of things that are fucked up within themselves you know what I mean they're not trying to they just you're also happier when you don't immediately assume fuck that person you're happier when you're like oh my god I'm a mirror for them and I'm reminding them about stuff they haven't worked on I'm triggering them because of their past then you like just have more love around you and it's again like fulfilling your head with that like manifestation of love and not like well fuck that dude and fuck that person and i hate that and i hate myself and then just like oh so what are you doing completely then you're affecting the person next to you on the subway (laughs) then you're yelling at the person on the subway for no reason for no reason (laughs) so true when i was at social work school one of the things they talked about is like you may have a client and they may walk in and you may sense a real sense of hostility towards you Mm -hmm. and don't take that personally because many times you'll start to learn what the reason is. And like one of my professors gave an example of finally after three sessions, it came out that she reminded her, the therapist, the way she looked reminded her of her uh, abusive aunt. And it had nothing to do with the therapist. It was literally because, you know, and you can't, so, so it's, but because it's like, she got that out of her probably helped her work on some shit. Yeah. And also the therapist didn't discount her immediately. Mm-hmm. She recognized, let's talk. She wasn't the, like, we're not good together. This isn't working. No, because you have to take your ego out of it. Like if it's to think that it's only you is so narcissistic. This person has lived however many years of their life 
I'm trust me, something in their life is maybe reminding them of you. It's not just you. Let's not get ahead of The ourselves. reason you guys are gonna go really far is because your ego's not involved. I'm telling you Thank that right you. now. Like you're Thank gonna you. go really far. Thank you. I love it's it. It's time to play the seven deadly sins. This is how we're gonna end. Seven deadly sins. Are you ready? No. <laughs> what are you greedy about? Oh, everything. <laughs> Holy fuck. What am I not greedy? What? Being right. Being right. Yeah. You're stubborn. Oh my God. So stubborn. But it works with Emma because she like, because she's, um, what's the word? Compassionate. Yeah. She doesn't see it as like rude. She sees it as like, that's you. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Emma, what are you greedy about? I'm very, I'm a perfectionist. Like I need con- creative control in a lot of ways. <sighs> I'm the same way. I, I really do. I I, I, it takes me a, I don't know if this greedy is the right word, but it takes me a lot to make some, allow someone else to make a decision. Okay, Julie, what's your biggest insecurity physically or emotionally? My God, we're really getting deep I know, here. I this know. is like, well, this, so, is, this is what happens. If what? you can sense me right now, I hate this. <laughs> She's literally like, where else can I go right now? <laughs> if she knew what was about to go down, it would have been just me. This it is, probably would have been. This is my <laughs> fucking Super Bowl. I could talk about this <laughs> stuff. You do not understand. I, let me tell you, I'll be two minutes at Starbucks. Next thing you know, the, the like barista's telling me about like their their grandfather's like no, deep I actually death. didn't I... know this that much about you. Like I knew your vibe, but I didn't know how passionate you were about oh talking God. about this. So now passionate. stop trying to get away from, you could say emotionally too. I'd rather say physically. Yeah, physically. What are you insecure about? By the way, she's beautiful. Both so of you are beautiful. beautiful. But she's what are you insecure so... about? I, I don't know. A lot. My torso. I hate my torso. <gasps> Oh my god! Wait, why do you hate your torso? It's, re- it's really small. It's really short. There's not a lot of growth. Like you know what I mean. <laughs> but you can like, you no, have no, long no, legs. no. Long yeah, legs. I have long legs. But and you it's can wear like, a crop top, and it's not. Well, like, no, not re- not really. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I guess in theory, I could if I wanted to. I don't know if you guys can tell, but I have the longest torso in the right. world. Right. Like I will be dating guys who are like six three, and we sit down, and we're the same height when we sit, and right. I'm five seven. Like my torso is so long that if I wear a crop top, it looks like a bra. <laughs> but that's what I want. I want a long torso. But Mine then, is so short. It's fine. But then I had also, someone told me in college I had little legs and I didn't know that. But now I think it's I just have a long torso. No, I have little legs. I have little do legs, you hear, long torso. Do we hear ourselves right now? Like, this is what, this is what I'm saying. We have, like, it, it. well, I knew I wasn't going to say it. Like, she made me say it. <laughs> what kind of torso are we even supposed to have? Long. <laughs> Yours. Do, I want long legs and a little torso. What, what am I doing with my torso? There's not like an inch of space in between like, where my boob ends and my hip starts. That's so That's- funny. My hip is here and my boob is here. That's this. What's funny is there's no real wrong torso. No, just bend right. more a little bit than you guys are even. Why don't that's we that, like, that's yeah. that boob thing. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's like it's like why don't girls who need boob jobs and and girls who who want a, a boob production, production just bend on themselves a little titty. <laughs> Teamwork. Okay, Emma. Yes. What is your biggest insecurity physically or emotionally? Um <laughs> I think that just physically like I just struggle with what a lot of other girls struggle with which is like body image Mm -hmm. in the sense of like I I'm really confident I'm a really confident person like I I like the way I look I look in the mirror and I'm happy but I I'm incredibly critical of myself Mm -hmm. when it comes from like a body perspective at times also your perfectionist self like your body there's no like perfection with bodies no. So it's like it's pretty much an uphill battle if you're gonna have that perspective always. If you've ever had eating issues, when you recover from eating issues, it's like it's just something you don't think about anymore. Right. So that's what happens with your body when you accept it is like it's just not part of the agenda in your head. 
the best advice my therapist ever gave me was that we are not bodies with souls we're souls with bodies like oh, i don't want to cry isn't that so beautiful i'm crying <laughs> you guys are getting emotional it's today it's true though it's like they're just it's just what's housing us it's, I'm, it's just i swear to god i'm not high right now but do you ever look in the mirror and you're like who is this outside thing covering my soul yes i think about like i forget like, literally, literally never. never i have literally never i wanted to agree for the sake of just i have never <laughs> i have i swear to god i have i do that all the time because yeah. i actually don't look in the mirror a lot like i didn't brush my hair this morning i like i just look to check there's not like sh like mascara all over my face yeah but i i really like to disassociate from how i look that is a beautiful thing and i like I to just do more like feel Mm -hmm. Like I like to just vibe, but overall, like I have an okay. Like I'm like I'm good with this, and now let's worry about other shit. It's because when I was little, my parents never talked about like being pretty. It wasn't like a thing that was talked about. And like my mom is beautiful, my grandma was gorgeous, but it wasn't. It was valued in my household. It was about like sports. So I have my issues with sports, but I don't have issues with like body image. <laughs> my parents always said, you know, your brain is the most important, and it wasn't yeah. like they value. Oh no, like, but it's like, but it was always like, oh. You're, my beautiful you know, every i don't know I, yeah the sound whatever. My, my dad is a um sports psychopath my grandpa was like a basketball coach and like he had he was tossing me like rolling me working on my hand-eye coordination rolling tennis balls at me when i was like two it was all that was talked about is like oh you see hannah on tennis court so like it made me crazy about it right right it was all that was my ego my ego wasn't my looks i mean it makes total sense obviously as i said childhood hundred percent. Um, moving on now, now that you're making me open up again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what are you gluttonous about, Julie? Oh my God. Eat? I just, I food, I, carbs, carbs. Okay. Yeah, carbs. Bagels. Yeah. Everything. Pizza? Everything. No, literally everything. We both fucking love carbs and like, I love, that was a good F bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking that, love <laughs> that could also be a title for this episode. Yeah, I fucking love carbs. Um, what are you gluttonous I, about? I mean, the thing with the difference between Julie and I is I'm the same way. I fucking love carbs, mm -hmm. but I just have, she doesn't have, she has other issues. Mm -hmm. Like she has ma way more emotional issues than I do, but I have, <laughs> no, it's true. But I have way more like body image issues. Like I'm mm -hmm. in the sense of like, I'll, in, like I will be so mad at myself for like eating a piece of bread where it's mm -hmm. like, she'll eat it and she doesn't really think about it. And yeah. I, I, so I, she's I have zero self-control. Yeah. Like that's what it, that's what it is. Yeah. But if I'll, there's something in my house, I have to eat it. But also, you don't. It's not like you're thinking. If, if okay. No, no, I know. I know. Like you're you not won't get about mad it at yourself day. after. No. Or she won't think about it all day. Unless it, I eat like a stupid amount. <laughs> right. Or it's like you're a, like unless if I'm worried that my heart's gonna stop beating. Yeah, which is ha which has happened <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> um. When was the last time you guys experienced extreme anger? Anger is like such a toxic. toxic emotion. I really try not to. I think that it, I think so many diseases stem from emotions. Like I think internalization is the root of all disease. So I love I, I love that. Yeah. So I really we try not to get angry. Um, it was someone. See how mad she just got. Yeah, it was someone. I I'm, love not, this. I'm not getting into the specifics, but it was basically someone uh, messaged us and with like a very long. Message oh fuck that! About, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> fuck getting, that! I'm, I'm not getting into it, but about. Uh, the way they thought that we did something wrong on the on the podcast mm -hmm. and um it was like the opposite it was like literally five no not 100 people gave us positive feedback yeah. and like this one person and she wasn't negative about it in the sense like she was really open to have a dialogue and she wasn't like totally criticizing us but the points that she were making were so invalid like factually invalid yeah. to the point where i literally said to julie you gotta hold me back so i'm about to fucking lose my shit so i 
sent a really long message back and I explained everything and she kind of apologized. Was it, it was over like, DM? Right? It was over DM and then okay. I ended up uh, moving to another medium because mm -hmm. to email because it was too long and it was ended up being fine but i was really pissed off and the other thing which is like a, a far less deep one that we get so mad about is when people are like why don't you make a separate account for the kardashians like we post one kardashian thing and they're like we don't want to see this it's like listen bitch the kardashians are the most famous public figures right now we probably forfeit upwards of 30 comments weekly to make sure that this audience that we have that it doesn't like them we don't post too much of them mm -hmm. when there's a funny fucking comment they are celebrities get over it if you don't ever want to see them don't follow us yeah. i would be lying if i said we're never going to feature them also i love it they're like <gasps> just make another account like oh yeah, yeah we just, just have make totally we can't even have another account on our, our phone <laughs> we physically can't it will not let us add <laughs> i love that so much oh my god but i love what you said too that I used to get a lot of stomach aches and everyone was like, you might be lactose intolerant. You might have like um, no way. IBS or whatever. I'm lactose intolerant. Yeah. I mean, I might be sensitive, but the point, I never had like, I'll eat ice cream and be fine. And then I'll like eat pizza and get a stomach ache, but then I'll eat pizza next day and be fine. So like, I never, I'm not an idiot. I'm 27 and I can't target what it is. It's just anxiety. Of course it is. It's just anxiety. As is everything. And sometimes like, I'll get, I'll gain some weight, like a lot of like water weight and stuff just because I'm like stressed and I don't feel like free to You're lucky talk. you have that torso though. The, to <laughs> the torso elongates. Uh, yeah, most of my, I'm a pear shape. Most of it goes right in the booty. In the yeah, head. I'm SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. When was the last time you were a sloth? I was a what? Sloth. What is that? Lazy. Mean? Oh, every day. Oh. I'm the laziest person I know. How many hours do you actually spend on Instagram? Because I know it counts. I can, I can tell you. I, don't I have do my screen, screen time. She does. I don't. I'll tell you. Whatever hers is, I'm sure mine's the same. We're bringing up the receipts right we're, now. We're bringing up the receipts. Um, I was pretty lazy this weekend. I am Good on Instagram. You. It says nine hours a day. Nine hours is a lot. Nine hours is a lot. And it says nine hours and 55 minutes. So I guess that's <laughs> 10. <laughs> okay. But it's also your business. It's funny because my, my dad will yell at me like, get off your phone. I'm like, um, where do you think I get inspiration for my videos? It's from what's true. going on in pop culture? You're building a brand. Me. Let's end with a little bit sexy. Ooh. When was the last time you lusted over someone? Ooh. Mm -hmm. uh, relatively recently for me. I mean, I guess what do you define as the definition of lust? Someone got you going. You were, in, you were into it. Yeah, I would say relatively recently. Uh, for me, relatively recently. It takes a lot. First off, by the way, I have no problem talking about this either. It's not, it's not a celebrity. Um, but I, I, like, recently, it takes a lot for me to orgasm. Like, I, am I not allowed to say that? Oh, you can say whatever, oh, I don't know. whatever the fuck you want. Okay. It like takes a lot for me to orgasm in the sense of like, not, I don't really sleep around a lot. Just mm -hmm. not because I judge girls that do at all solely mm -hmm. because for me, I have to have some form of a connection and, and you have to be very comfortable mentally to orgasm, super comfortable. And I didn't even recognize how, how comfortable I was because it was someone relatively new. And I, I like did. And I like looked back, I was like, hmm, people come into your lives at different times for different reasons, you know, like, and you might've known him in a past life. Not trying to get crazy right now, but I'm just saying. Me? Just Are saying. you kidding? I'm like the, yeah. Do you think totally. me and you knew each other in past life? I feel I'm like sure we did. I'm sure we did. Also, we after all this, we'll do your chart and see how outlined we are astrologically. I'm going to orgasm from you saying that. <laughs> <laughs> When's your birthday? I'm a Leo, August 12th. Oh, you're a Leo. I do well with Leos, actually. What are you? I'm a Libra, but my trainer yes. and my cousin are both Yes, Leos. we're good together. What are you? Uh, Scorpio. Which okay. You wouldn't think we do well, but her um, moon and rising are very. She's also a Cancer moon like I'm me. I'm a Scorpio. You know when somebody says rising. something and, and and you like feel like you have to excuse like this is my friend. She's really nice if you get to know her. Like that's what Emma does with my sign. She's like she's always, because no one asked me if she's not there, and I'm like yeah, I'm a Scorpio. She's like but do not worry. <laughs> we just joke that the Scorpio gets such a bad rap. I dated a Scorpio who was 
amazing and he never stung me yeah see he was great i love how you're like this is my friend she's really weird but you'll like her um finally we have to, well, then we'll do a whole horoscope one okay if, we'll see if people like it it turns some people off but that's what i use when guys hit on me who i don't want to talk to totally i'm like oh you're a virgo we're not gonna be compatible sorry yeah um what do you guys do to cope with your hell what's one piece of advice you'd give to listeners who are inspired to like start a business or like just live in their life in their 20s or older and want to learn about millennials like what do you do to cope with your hell it's, it's super cliche but i'll explain what i mean so people always say like you're supposed to stay true to yourself right mm -hmm. and obviously that's in theory an amazing thing and we how amazing would it be if we all could but i think that the reason when you're starting a business and stuff it's so important is because you're going to have a lot of critics, not necessarily of you, but of the idea or of the fact that you're branching out on your own. And the only thing that's going to get you through that is if you have such a deep sense of like self-trust. Mm. And the only way to have that is you have to be so in touch with yourself because, mm. you know, you can't trust your gut if you're not sure if it's coming from like a sound place. So if you do the work first to fully be in touch with who you are and you're like, I know myself, I know I did the work to know that the decisions I'm making, I'm actually making. I'm not making them because I, I'm in an off mindset or I'm not making them because this guy broke my heart. I'm making them because this is me and I know me. It, it's so liberating. You know, it's funny. I really need to hear that. Last night I was um, peeing and I was, <laughs> I made a goal to myself and I was like, let's try to stop asking people if what you're feeling is valid. <gasps> yes. But I want to be okay with not having to have people tell me it's okay. Totally. Because you have to trust not only yourself, but also your higher self, like your higher self knows. And that's not your ego. It's not your ego. You have to take your ego out of it to find your real truth. Sensei. Sensei Emma. That's what I call her yeah. from now on. She is. So I, like, this blew me away because I literally went in like, oh, I'll talk to them about comments by celebs and like, <laughs> but like, I understand your dynamic so much more. I feel like Julie needs like a week to recover from this. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> she is so traumatized. But Emma, like, you are incredibly open with me. So thank you. So and having comments by celebs in hell was so much fun. <laughs>